All right, biohackers, who doesn't love a yummy, creamy whey protein shake? Oh, it is such a treat. And I really love it as a meal replacement, post-workout recovery, maybe even a midday snack. So this is why I have to tell you about Puri Protein Powder. I absolutely love the bourbon vanilla flavor and the chocolate, but I think I got to go with the, the vanilla as my favorite. So it's smooth, it's delicious. And you know what else? It's pretty awesome that the flavors come from real natural ingredients like the bourbon vanilla seeds from Madagascar. And let's talk about quality because there's a lot of junk whey protein on the market that I would not recommend. So the Puree whey protein, it comes from pasture-raised cow's milk with no hormones, no GMOs, and no pesticides. This is because Puree's mission has always been to be the best at offering pure, clean, and superior products that, that support health and well-being. And what I think truly sets them apart is that they are fully transparent with their product testing. Every batch is third-party tested against more than 200 contaminants and certified clean by the Clean Label Projects. Not all brands can say this. Plus, each product contains a QR code so you can personally scan it and review the test results at home. I know you're excited to try it out. So what you're going to do is head on over to puri.com slash biohackerbabes. That's P-U-O-R-I.com slash biohackerbabes. And then make sure you use promo code biohackerbabes at checkout to save 20%. All right, let's get back to the show. And we'll need it, especially if we want to live better as we live in longer. Because just because we are living longer, it doesn't mean we're going to live better. Hey there, welcome to the Biohacker Babes podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Renee, a certified nutritional consultant with a master's degree in nutrition. What's up? And I'm Lauren, functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and Czech movement specialist. We're sisters and we're joining forces to empower you to become your own biohacker and upgrade your life. Our mission is to provide actionable steps so you can optimize your health, strengthen your intuition, and support your body's natural healing abilities. Because life is too short to not feel your best every single day. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the show. Welcome to episode 196 of the Biohacker Babes. I'm Lauren, tuning in from Maryland today, joined by my sister Renee, my beautiful sister Renee in Las Aww. Vegas. Thank Welcome you. To the show, Hi. Hi. <laughs> I like your glasses. Do they make me look smarter? Just kidding. <laughs> you see, yeah, that's still a thing. I put on glasses. I'm like, oh, yeah, definitely yeah. look smarter. I love it. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> okay, Renee, we are going to just dive right into our interview because it is amazing. It is a little bit on the longer side, but we are just so excited to bring you our friend Katrine Falinski. We run into her at every conference, every biohacking health optimization conference. She's amazing. This is a long, long, long time coming and overdue. She has an incredible story. We'll just kind of drip out some things, but we're going to let her magic speak for, speak for itself. But she was in Chernobyl when the nuclear fallout happened, and she has been on a lifelong journey to heal. She now is a practitioner, so she really has like a pain-to-purpose story learn how to heal herself, is doing amazing work to help other people doing it. And just her understanding of holistic healing is just so comprehensive and so thoughtful. And she's just like a beautiful soul. 
So that's all I have to say. I'm really excited to just yeah. let's do it. <laughs> oh, this interview is just absolutely amazing. I really, I wish we could have kept her on for three more hours, but we will have her back. We promise. Um, I think everyone's just going to love her as much as we do. Yeah. I will say if you don't have a notepad in front of you, maybe go grab one real quick because there's going to be a lot of things. We do go through it quite fast. She talks a, a little bit more quickly because she just has so much amazing information to share. So grab a notepad because you're going to want to jot down some things that you are going to want to look into more. And that's really why we're here is to empower you with the tools and resources, but you have to continue that education on your own. So um, get your notepad. Yes. Renee. And check out the show notes. We are going to do our best to link to almost everything that she mentioned to help you a little bit yeah. more with that. Perfect. Okay. A little bit more about her. Katrine is an author health researcher, sports nutritionist, wellness coach, and heavy metals detoxification specialist with training in nutrigenomics, peptide therapy, NAD plus therapy, ozone therapy, and various mobility and movement practices who help individuals achieve their health goals through a combination of -of state-of-the-art technology, nutrition, stress management, and holistic healing. After being negatively affected by radiation fallout from Chernobyl, she had to find her path to health and gained a vast knowledge of natural methods for detoxifying and rebuilding the body. She co-founded the Institute of Advanced Natural Health Sciences with Wade Lightheart, CEO of Bioptimizers, to continue alternative health research and to promote preventative health care. She has authored several books and regularly lectures on the topics of detox, radiation protection, enzyme therapy, nutrigenomics, fasting, women's biohacking, and nervous system regulation. She has a book called Staying Alive in a Toxic World, and she is an open book and just endless, endless, endless information. So I hope this is just the beginning of your relationship and introduction to Katrine. Enjoy. Welcome, finally, Katrine, to the Biohacker Babes (laughs) podcast. Really excited to have you here. Well, thanks so much for having me. I know it's been a long time coming. (laughs) Every time we see you, we're like, we're going to get you on. We're going to get you on. (laughs) So we're grateful that that the stars aligned and you are here. So uh, you have an amazing healing story and and journey. Your family was affected by the radiation fallout from Chernobyl. Uh, We have not talked about that on this podcast. So today is the day we're really excited to hear about that. Um, And you've really taken your health into your own hands. So you've, you've proven that healing is possible. And you've really illuminated some really important dialogue around detoxification and the natural healing abilities of the body. So we would love it if you could share like a brief timeline of childhood until now. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about your story as a jumping off point. That'll give us some some good context for our conversation today. Um, sure. Well, I was uh, born in the Soviet Union, former Soviet Union, and into a family of uh, <laughs> engineer gypsies, <laughs> how I call them. So my, my grandfather was in uh, um, nuclear and energy industry, and he traveled all sorts of different places to work on uh, different things like nuclear submarines and nuclear icebreakers and nuclear stations. So it wasn't a surprise that we were in Chernobyl during the explosion because it was just one of those places that he worked at. And uh, during Chernobyl radiation exposure, the whole family got exposed and uh, we were lucky enough to leave too, like really early. So we had a little bit of exposure, but it was 
actually a lot in in uh, consideration of just because it just happened. My grandfather stayed behind, you know, he got severely affected. I personally did not get sick until I was later in my teenage years. So yeah, I was having like nosebleeds and other issues, but nothing super serious. Um, I attribute it to the fact that my grandparents kind of went into a, a more natural living lifestyle after Chernobyl happened and shook them up so much. And uh, they both had cancer and they both had to go through like very severe, um, you know, hospitalizations and getting over the disease that after that kind of story finished, they decided to just move into nature, right? They got a house outside of the city. They grown has all their own food. They controlled a lot of exposure as much as they could. We still got a lot of exposure afterwards anyway, just from uh, acid rainfall. And, you know, I just remember waking up and my grandfather measuring levels in the water and soil and letting me know if I can go outside or not. But um, I think a lot of the factor, a lot, a lot of the factors that didn't get me sick earlier in my years were because we lived a very natural lifestyle. We had fruit from our garden, you know, like everything was coming from somewhere they knew where it was coming from. My other part of my family wasn't as lucky, like my cousin, uh, who was the same age as I was, uh, um, actually had leukemia. And out of 40 kids in the ward, you know, she and another guy is still alive. So, like, again, I, mitochondria probably played a part in the fact that we all survived such, you know, severe exposures and were able to beat cancer and um, other disease. So in my teens, uh, when my hormones kicked in, that's when I started having a lot of um, effects on my health that were very negative, had really low platelet count, really low hemoglobin. I was bleeding internally all the time, was having all sorts of other issues. You know, when my cycle started, I, I basically bled for like an entire year and a half. So a lot of cycle trauma, how I call it. At that point, you know, I started um, going to all sorts of different doctors, you know, and Bless their hearts, you know, the medical community in Russia was really trying not to give me a lot of drugs and medication. They were trying to correct my issues with as natural ways as possible. I was in all sorts of injections and vitamin drips and all sorts of different things that, you know, you wouldn't expect people to do, especially nowadays, right? So they, they were concerned about my ability to reproduce later on. They didn't know what it was going to be like. So they really tried hard. Uh, that being said, it didn't work. Uh, we got into a place where I bled out internally when I was 17, had a full heart stop, um, <laughs> a near-death experience, which is another story <laughs> for another time. And, uh, you know, came back to life. And uh, at that point, was put on a bunch of medications and hormones where I was like, okay, we got to have to bring out the big guns, right? And try to stop the, you know, this like profusive bleeding and uh, all these issues uh, with the blood count. So that actually helped. And uh, I was sort of, you know, fixed, you know, at that point, like I was really happy. I was like 18. I was like, thank God, like, you know, I can live normal life. At that point, I moved uh, to, uh, um, you know, first to England and to Canada and kind of started living a normal life, you know, like going, doing double major, not eating really well, you know, um, having, working at night. So really pushing it, honestly. And, you know, for the next, um, you know, four to five years, I was overdoing it. And I, I didn't know that at that time because I thought it was, everything was fine. Like I didn't have any problems, right? But of course the drugs and medications didn't actually fix the problem. They covered up my symptoms and just kept me going. So, and around 22, that's when I started having other issues and things just started falling apart, you know, like literally fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, thyroid issues, hair falling out, teeth falling out. It was really scary. My body literally was falling apart, you know, as uh, I was looking at what I was had to do and going to um, medical 
doctors and offices and Mayo clinics, all sorts of different places. There was a really grim outcome. You know, they were saying it's like at this point, there's a couple of years, you're, we can't do anything. There's nothing we can stop. There's degeneration like all over the organs. And um, at that point, I decided that I was going to stop everything that I was doing because I had a different message when I was already dead once and decided that I was going to go and find my own ways to heal because I definitely was not accepting the uh, uh, diagnosis and I was not accepting the green future. I stopped everything I was doing, sold everything I had. I was very lucky because I had a lot of finances available to me. I was doing very well financially. I was working in the banking industry. I was able to stop working and just focus on healing and just look for solutions. At that time, I actually became friends with Wade Lightheart, who you guys know from BioOptimizers. He was a trainer and a friend. So we were kind of going through the journey together, discovering different things, as well as Matt, Matt Gallant as well. And uh, I stopped uh, working and started healing. And the healing process took years. And a lot of times it was, you know, a couple steps forward, 20 steps back. You know, it was just back and forth. I tried everything under the sun from, you know, ayahuasca journeys to chelation to like going to medical clinics and, you know, like Swiss Alps to like going seeing John of God, all sorts of different things. So it, it, there was a solution. I wanted to go and try it, right? Of course, I did not have a background in health and I did not have a background in chemistry. So I was just listening to everybody who had an answer for me. Some were right, some were not so much. A lot of people always asking me, what was the thing? I, I always say, it's everything. Everything you've done, all of the experiences combined, even if it didn't feel like they were doing anything, they were doing something. The, you got into a point where my accumulation of experience <laughs> on, on experience Experiments on myself um, brought me to a place where I was a strict vegan, uh, doing raw vegan um, and a lot of fasting. I attempted, not attempted, I actually completed several 40-day water fasts. And uh, that was a major shift in my health journey. Uh, it definitely helped me to generate and um, get to a place where things were stable. I also got in onto a very extreme enzymatic protocol that um, Wade has shared probably many times nowadays in my optimizer podcast. So doing really massive amounts of enzymes and uh, probiotics in conjunction with fasting and raw food diet. That was a moment where my health turned for the better, where I went from like feeling very unwell and looking very unwell to people stopping on the street asking what I was doing because I was glowing, <laughs> you know, which is you know always a joke because I glow <laughs> in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> from other things, there's still my body. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's uh, um, it's it's brought me to a place where I wasn't just stable. I started gaining health and I started feeling really well. I starting, you know, being able to use my brain, my body to exercise, to really like try to understand why certain things worked and didn't. I, in the process of healing myself, I found out I really love this industry. I love learning about this. I don't want to read anything else. Like if you look at my shelf here, it's all spiritual books and, you know, nutrition and, and physics and chemistry books. So I went from somebody who wanted nothing to do with that to like everything, like every living hour, minute of the day consumed by trying to understand this um, field and understand the processes that were happening inside of me and why certain things worked and didn't. Um, ended up getting basically a career in health and wellness from everything from running a clinic to coaching and consulting, um, product formulation, uh, writing books, uh, making recipes and recipe books, um, it's just just all sorts of different things, just living and breathing, you know, what you do like you guys do. So always leveraging myself, making sure that, you know, my my habits are forefront, my health habits, 
and everything else is second. You know, when you've been sick once, you just don't have any other choice. You make them a priority. In this process, I, I uh, met a lot of amazing people, amazing mentors, um, amazing people in the industry that taught me even more. And uh, I could, you know, happily say that I accumulated a wide variety of uh, colleagues that I can call on and have really interesting conversations and trying to solve complicated cases. Wow. Thank, well, first of all, thank you for sharing your story. Every time I hear it, I'm just like blown away everything that you've been through. But it sounds like it really guided you to your purpose. I mean, you're helping so many people now. And and I love that you said the, all these colleagues, because I feel like everyone in this world knows you. I mentioned <laughs> your name like, oh, I know Katrine. Everyone knows Katrine. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've definitely laid down some like amazing network in the community. But uh, thank you again for for everything you're doing and for sharing that. So I would love to talk a little bit about something that we have not talked about on this podcast, which is solar radiation. Obviously, you have a lot of knowledge about radiation in general, but maybe we can jump into like, what do we need to know about solar radiation specifically today? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good conversation to have because a lot of people ask about radiation in terms of EMF because that's on everybody's mind, right? And I'm sure you guys Mm -hmm. talk to other people about our exposures to non-native electromagnetic frequencies, right? That we are generating from our devices and our, you know, Wi-Fis and routers and things like that. And it's a big concern nowadays because it is affecting our physiology on a very fundamental level because at the end of the day, we're electrical beings. There's a lot of communication that happens that is all electrical based. And it can be interrupted very easily. So when we look at radiation, we have the natural radiation, which is coming from the sun and from just like that's something that shaped our life. The magnetism, radiation, solar radiation from from the sun shaped every living human being and every organism. Right? Without it, we wouldn't have the, the world that we have right now. It's water, magnetism and radiation, solar light exposure. And then now we also have the non-native EMFs that are coming from our devices and also from, you know, nuclear facilities and nuclear stations and nuclear, you know, everything, storages, anything that's connected to a nuclear industry. And we also still have the radiation radiations normal from sun. However, we are in a place right now, um, just, um, just happen to be in a place right now where our magnetic field is shifting. In the Earth, if you're watching that and you've been following that, there's a lot of talk about the magnetic pulse shifting. But you can follow websites like spaceweather.com. It's something I actually look at every morning to like find out what's going on with the sun, what's going on with the uh, the field of the Earth. So as far as protection from too much radiation that's coming from other celestial bodies, from other galaxies, from other explosions that happened 26 million years ago, you know, we have uh, this protective field that's basically bouncing some of these uh, waves and high particles off from our Earth, creating a magnetic field. And also from the sun, create a magnetic field. So we are right now in a solar minimum where the sun actually has less activity a lot of times and then also have some solar flashes as well and solar flares. But also the magnetic field of the earth is somewhat weakened. And sometimes you look at that website where they're talking about the magnetic field of the earth and you literally see giant holes or like, you know, like the earth field was here and the earth is here because there is shifts that are happening. And when that happens, we have less protection. We have less protection of how much solar radiation, not just solar radiation, but radiation from other cosmic bodies that getting to us. And those are high charged particles and they are extra energy and our bodies and every living 
thing on earth has to adapt to those shifts in even just a small amount of um, energy being available. And of course, the viral and uh, um, microorganisms adjust first because they are able to replicate much faster than we do, right? They literally have what I call lateral transfer of information. So a lot of times when we have these moments where we have, let's say, weakness in the magnetic field of the earth, there is, let's say, a, a, a solar flare, a very strong one. For example, we had two weeks just now of really strong solar flares and really little magnetic field that was available to shield us from it from Earth. And literally, you could see Aurora Borealis, Northern Lights, in Phoenix. I don't know if you've been watching that, but there was like two instances that you've seen them. And during those times is when people don't feel well, especially if they are uh, very chronically ill. They already have less hormones and they have more inflammation. Um, they could feel anything from just like feeling super low energy. I personally feel like somebody unplugs me from like <laughs> that takes a plug out, right? And I always sounds like, oh, you know, must be solar flash. I mean, so solar flare. And I'll go on a website and sure enough, it's happening. Uh, some people might have headaches. Some people might have digestive distress, whatever their weak point is in their body, a lot of times that would be a place where they will feel unwell. There's a lot of evidence uh, showing that the, during uh, major solar activity, uh, solar flares, there's uh, more accidents that happen. There's more uh, emotional instability that happens, especially in mental patients. Um, it's it's harder to maintain, you know, like better composure of yourself because your electrical system is literally being affected by these variations in solar and magnetic field energy and cosmic energy. And on a bigger scale, we are going from a place in, as a solar system and a galaxy where we were kind of in this belt that was bouncing off a lot of the other energy from other galaxies. And we are coming out of it now. And we're actually having more exposure to uh, cosmic energies that we haven't had before. We have a shift in the magnetic field. And we have solar behaviors that are like either minimum or like really huge, big flares that, that happen. So there's a lot of activity that's happening that we have no control over and our bodies have to adjust. Right. And so a lot of people are like, well, what do I do? I mean, like, well, first, uh, track these things. What do I do? Now, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The first thing is track these things. You know, it's really actually convenient to like look up on spaceweather.com. Uh, they have an app where you can get a, um, basically a, like a little ping, you know, saying that there's like, hey, this is like G class solar flare or like M class or something like that. So it gives you a first peace of mind and just knowing it's like, oh, okay, so I'm, uh, I'm a little bit going to be under resourced today. You know, maybe I shouldn't push it. <laughs> you know, maybe I should shut down the day or like not do a super hard workout not you know like do something that's very cognitively stressful or understand I might be on the edge you know and I might have a fight with my partner you know like so just knowing that is something outside of yourself that's affecting your physiology and your mental state can be very comforting you know knowing first right that gives you perspective and then gives you distance so you're able to observe things from outside rather being a victim off of something not knowing what's going on and then going to this whole train of thought that we tend to get into like, and, you know, in yada, 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 you know, how our brain goes into that and making it worse, right? Making, mm -hmm. creating more anxiety, more stress, more, you know, physiological aspects too in the body that might be negative for you. So uh, taking maybe a step away from, like I said, physical activities or like really heavy mental activities. A lot of times I'll cancel half of my day because I know I'm just not going to be on point. I find personally that PMF, PMF, devices. I use cloud. That's what I like. There's other ones are really specifically helpful during this time because a lot of them are using Schumann resonance 
right? So it's helping connect us to the earth field, which we have been, you know, basically developing all of our lives and millions of evolution of years. We were uh, connected to this earth field in this uh, specific Schumann resonance. So that's usually helpful. I have found though that I need to do a double session of whatever it is, whatever whatever device you're using. Just one session won't be enough <laughs> during those times. Yeah. So like doing the doubling up or even tripling up and just running them over and over kind of gives you a little bit more energy and gets you kind of a little bit more settled. Uh, more electrolytes usually help as well, you know, to people during that time. You know, having cleaner diet, you know, not stressing your body more with, you know, like any sugars and, you know, uh, fried foods and anything that could set your digestion off, right? So you're just taking more care basically during that time. It's just treating as, as a, like, let's say you're sick, right? And you treat yourself more, you baby yourself more. So during those moments, it's like, okay, I'm just going to be under-resourced and I need to be aware of that and not push it and try to take care of my body as much as possible. I mean, that's pretty much all we can do right now. Like we don't have any other solutions yet. I mean, we are actively looking. Uh, also knowing that uh, if you're immune challenged, you might get uh, some kind of immune reaction, you might get sick, you might, you know, get unwell. So like having extra immune support, if that is you, and if you get sick easily, or you are dealing with like Lyme or mold or anything like that, because that can be helpful as well, just for your body to have more resources and fortify. You know, for some people uh, also using extra hormone support, like pregnenolone, if the inflammation is up, it's just, again, you have to check with your practitioner and making sure that's the right you know thing for you to increase during that time. That can be helpful as well. Uh, it's, it's often very likely that the sleep is disturbed, just like on full moon and new moon during that time as well. So like having extra, extra sleep hygiene, you know, during that time, just basically anything you can do, shutting computers down earlier, you know, doing all your things, your, you know, red glasses, your, you know, chili pads, everything that we could talk about hygiene wise, sleep hygiene wise, just to know that's like, okay, I'm probably going to be a little bit more reactive here. So we need to have a little bit more emphasis on the sleep. And then the next day, also knowing if your sleep is disturbed, of course, you get insulin resistance. So watching what you're eating, you know, not going for the sugars, you know, like making sure that you have good protein and fat in the morning just to stabilize your your body if you haven't had a good sleep. So that kind of all helpful. Uh, other than that, there isn't a ton we can do yet, you know, besides these type of things, very simple, just be more conscious and aware that these things are real and they do have an effect on us. I mean, and nobody likes to talk about it because you can't do anything about it. We have no control and we love our illusion of control in general as mm. species. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's like, yeah, so I'm sitting here on this, you know, rock floating in the space and I'm in my own little bubble and I don't get affected by anything. Right. You know, there's forces way bigger than us that affect us all the time. Right. And there's a whole yeah. other talk and conversation of what that means on the consciousness level, like if you're talking to anybody who is into uh, consciousness evolution and talking how we're going into like this lighter beings and this is just an upgrade and our bodies need to catch up, there's a whole conversation around that too. But what that means on that spectrum, again, I don't know, maybe it's true, maybe it's not. I mean, I know the bodies are having a hard time, that's for sure. But it also explains uh, a lot of the things that we are seeing, like why are we having so much mold? You you probably have heard, you know, like every third, second person you talk to that mold is high in their house or mm -hmm. like their friend or somebody. I don't know if you've seen the uh, CDC lately. There was uh, an article saying how there's resistant candida in hospitals in California. Did you see that? 
It's no. like they can't treat it. I'll send you the article, but it's like it's completely resistant candidates, right? And again, I'm like, this is the East and all. Like, who adjusts faster to changes in radiation environmental, right? It's the East and molds and fungi, right? And they we are, are made from adjusting. them. <laughs> exactly. And we're literally just walking bags of all of these of microorganisms mm. that tens, 10 times more of them than us, right? Yeah. So we have bigger immune systems, we have more stress, we are more detached from our normal, natural living, you know, like walking bare feet, uh, outside, moving, breathing, drinking good water, you know, eating good food, not overstimulating our bodies with consumption of food 24-7, right? And we also live in an environment where these fungal organisms are adjusting to changes in energy, right? So they're growing too. I mean, that's the evolution. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, they're growing inside of us as well, right? And when they grow inside of us, it's uncomfortable, you know, <laughs> especially for some people more than others, right? And then we get all sorts of, you know, things that are connected to uh, fungal and uh, mold overgrowth in the bodies. And I see it all the time. Mm -hmm. I see so many labs. It's like, it's very rare when you see somebody without some kind of form of candiditis or you know, just candida systemically somewhere. It's just, it's just what it is. It's happening. So mm -hmm. we need to be aware of that. It's such a good point because these things have been on the earth way longer than us. They're in our bodies. It's normal. I don't think it's expected that we have zero levels within our physiology, but are we in symbiosis with them? It's the overgrowth. That's mm -hmm. really the issue. So you're making such a great point. It's like, what is happening in our environment? What is the terrain that is now allowing these things to take over and make us feel bad? But all the amazing tools you gave us really are tools that we should be using every day, all the time anyway. So what is it going to take other than solar flares and the shift in, in magnetism? to really get people to wake up. And I like to have that resource. Like I would love to go to this website and check it out. I like to have agency, but I think watching the consciousness of the, the public kind of shift, people love to get attached to a narrative and then mm. use that as a distraction, use it as an excuse to not actually take control of their health. So what is it going to take for people to really get clear, be educated, also not be in a fear stress response, but like make some really clear actions to move forward. I mean, I'm just kind of throwing that redundant question out there because I don't well, know it, it's happened, not but. entirely redundant. I mean, it's a good question to ask. What is it going to take? I mean, it's, 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 it's going to take a massive shift in consciousness, you know, and it's just, it's not there. You know, there's like, we live in a bubble. Like this is, this is a bubble. Probably people that are listening to us, they are part of our bubble, right? There's a lot of people that are not mm -hmm. part of this bubble. They're in survival mode, you know, they're mm -hmm. eating things that they can buy in Costco that are not organic or things like that. They don't know any difference. They don't, they don't know that these things affect them long-term, right? So more education and more conversations like this, and hopefully more people sharing and talking about it, that's that's what facilitates shifts in consciousness where this is just the norm. And also teaching, teaching our kids. I mean, like yeah. look at the, you know, look at the schooling system. Like where do they teach you how to have a relationship, healthy body, and take care of your finances? Nowhere. Unless you're unschooling your children, it is not happening. You know, I just had a major conversation yeah. with uh, a teacher at our school, you know, my child called to Montessori, and the teacher is very aware, you know, because he was given some really nasty things in the after, after school. Like, I'm like, we don't eat this stuff and please do not have these things and don't give it to my child. Like, how did it come to school anyway? And she mm. was totally like on board with that. It was like, she would be, she was like, would you do uh, a, uh, you know, lecture for the for the parents, you know, because it's unless this is parents who I hang out with and they have the same values, I almost can't send my child to a birthday party that's going to have a piñata full of God knows what, 
you know, and then have your kid high on sugar and chemicals running around, right? And then <laughs> all sorts of effects yeah. after that, and then putting them on the ADD and ADHD medication. Hello, <laughs> you know, that's okay. where metabolic chaos. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. To the so, max. Yeah. Yeah. Teaching the children, teaching the children different ways um, of how to take care of their bodies, you know, like that's how you facilitate change in consciousness too. Uh, having more programs that are available for educating parents as well. There's a lot more resources nowadays than were, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago. But 20, 30, 40 years ago, there was more natural living as well. You know, it's like we've mm -hmm. gone so far away from natural that it's like it's going to take quite a bit. Even COVID, I think, helped in some aspects to get people back into moving outside instead of staring, you know, their phone or like being at work somewhere. Right. It's like some, some, people, some people did really the opposite, woke up. But some people <laughs> yeah. did the opposite and some yeah. people woke up and they saw that. Like, oh, wait, whoa, wait a second. I need to take care of my body. I've seen mm -hmm. a lot of shift in medical community. A lot of doctors leaving the traditional ways of, you know, treating people and go like, well, wait a second, this is not working. Let me look at other ways of helping my patients. I'm like, there's obviously a link between metabolic, issues and rates of this virus spreading in, in these people and having very negative results, right? So I did mm -hmm. see a shift. I mean, it's there was a lot of negative and they're going to have to deal with a lot of trauma, obviously, that has happened, you know, over the last few years in, you know, next generation. But I think there has been some waking up happening as well at the same time. So even something like that didn't wake us up completely, right? Because it has been, you know, put into, like you said, the fear negative, the fear narrative and, you know, like pushed in the opposite direction. But there were some people that woke up in the process, I find. And yeah. I was like, yeah. yeah well, I think you're right. Been... It's the children that we have to really lean upon because they're the sponges. They're the ones that are very curious. They don't know the structures and they haven't been conditioned to not ask questions, right? So while they're asking questions, let's teach them and further them down that path. And even young adults that are curious and are like a little more in tune with structures that are potentially lying to us or <laughs> brainwashing us. Like these are the people that we really need to educate and empower. And they're obviously yeah. their longevity and young parents. is longer than ours. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, young parents too, you know, like how, how to have healthy children, you know, like how to have ha happy, healthy children. And it starts with being you happy, healthy, you know, yeah. you, you, you yeah. need to model that, right? You need to model <laughs> yep. that to be able, I was like, oh yeah, okay, that's how we're doing this. Okay, that's normal, right? I, I remember my child was like two years old and we came to a friend's house and like, she's like covered in, in green. And, and he's like, did you eat some chlorella? And she's like, no, spirulina. I was like, oh my God, you know, <laughs> oh my God. that's, that's the kind of children we want to raise, you know? Yes. Yes. So it's, that's it's the like, Play-Doh that you want. Spirulina. Yeah. So like finding yeah. those pots, finding those communities, you know, like if you're conceiving or like thinking about conceiving and like fertility and like having children, start looking for those moms in you know, groups that are doing things like that. So you can support each other. You can learn together that you can grow children, you know, help them grow healthy, happy and, and, and healthy, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, biohackers. You know what I find really frustrating? But I cannot sleep through the night. Lying awake with my mind racing, worrying about all the things I have to do the next day, not getting into deep restorative sleep that I need to feel my best the next day, nothing bothers me more. And if you've been listening to our show for a while, you already know how important sleep is for our health. Luckily, ever since I added magnesium breakthrough to my nightly routine, I find I'm able to quiet my mind and more successfully stay asleep through the night. Yes, of course, there is a stress management component here, but did you know that nutrient deficiencies can disrupt our sleep? Also, 
Did you know that over 75% of the population is specifically magnesium deficient? The problem is most magnesium supplements are proven to be ineffective because they only contain one to two forms of magnesium. Magnesium Breakthrough, however, contains all seven forms of this essential nutrient, which is a cofactor for so many metabolic pathways in the body, but also supports our nervous system in stressful situations. If our nervous system is calm and we're nutrient-replete, sleep efficiency just looks better and better. Not only does Magnesium Breakthrough help us stay asleep, but it also helps to downregulate and feel more relaxed and grounded before bedtime. Additionally, Magnesium Breakthrough is also really wonderful for supporting digestion, muscle recovery, and healthy bone density. Our bodies really love it. But unfortunately, because of poor soil quality, we just don't get enough from food these days. If you're having trouble sleeping, winding down, or just shutting off your monkey mind, we think you will love this full-spectrum magnesium supplement. If you want to check it out, simply go to magbreakthrough.com backslash biohackerbabes, and you can use code biohackerbabes10 during checkout to save 10%. That's magbreakthrough.com backslash biohackerbabes, code biohackerbabes10. If you are ready to up-level your sleep, your nervous system, and your nutrition, and I know you are because you're a biohacker and you don't mess around, check out Mag Breakthrough. All right, let's get back to the show. I mean, I think, Lauren, you said the other day you saw a headline that the children today may not live as long as their parents, right? I think- I have seen that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, I mean, there's definitely a need for some major change there. So, gosh, we should probably have you on just to talk about raising healthy kids. I think we could do a whole episode just on that. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. I think the big thing is, yeah, the awareness, the education. I mean, anyone listening to this podcast, I think, is in that bubble of wanting to learn more. So, it sounds like there are certain things in the environment we can't control, but I don't think people, especially listening to this podcast, are saying- hands up, there's nothing I can do, right? There are so many things that we can do to take care of our bodies. So I think don't let the fear of what we can't control take over. So I think you've given some really great tips already on what we can do there. I'm curious with other forms of maybe not so much radiation, but like the heavy metals. I think when you start looking at where that is in the water, the air, the food, Mm -hmm. um, in our homes, you know, what are some maybe other things that we can do yeah, I mean, obviously, I've danced a lot with heavy metals uh, <laughs> over my years. And uh, yeah. again, it's one of those things like you can't focus your mind on like, oh, my God, I can't go outside because there's chemtrails. You know, like they're just there. They've been there. It's everywhere. Okay, let's just, yeah. just be clear. You cannot live in this world without having some kind of levels of heavy metals. I have not seen, been doing hair analysis for like God knows how many years. Never seen a result that did not have any. Never. You know, like just, it's just. The goal yeah, isn't doesn't zero. Happen. Yeah, it's always something, at least aluminum, you know. Yeah. So, what are the most common ones you see? So aluminum. Uh, aluminum is very common. Uh, it's like that's that's super common. I think it's probably is related to, uh, you know, so-called chemtrails. And I don't know, but I'm postulating that it's possible based on what I've read. Uh, also, it's in food, you know, like aluminum cans, things like that. I mean, definitely see a lot of that. Obviously, mercury and lead. I mean, you see a lot of that as well. That's pretty normal. It's around. Then you see like these like head scratchers. I was like, where did this person get uranium? You know, like I had a friend who just called me. I was like, what the hell? I have all these high levels of uranium in my hair. I was like, okay, let's just first of all take a look at it like in the perspective, you know, what else is going on in your in your hair analysis? Like, because it's not just the levels that you see. It's it's a lot about your ability to detoxify. And that's what I emphasize on. And I was like, we're going to have those things no matter what. 
right? We can try to limit as much as possible, let's say not having, you know, high mercury fish as part of your everyday meal, right? Not not having uh, lead painted, you know, uh, walls, like looking at, at the pipes that your house has. So looking at these things, your well water, your water, you know, it's like, it's like trying to control things you can't control, especially your living conditions and things they put into your body, but also really paying attention to your de- ability to de- detoxify. We all detoxify all the time. That's why sometimes you'll have a doctor rolling their eyes when somebody says, oh, I'm going to detox. And I'm like, well, your body's detoxing all the time. Well, that's true. But somebody's detoxing a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody just detoxing a little bit better than others, you know? You don't choose to do it on a Monday. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like, you know, the more we know about nutrigenomics and that's something that really had a huge effect on me when I started studying in like 2001, uh, not 2011, 2010, that's when it's really started coming out, you know, Ben Lynch and Yasko and um, you know, it's like all, all these people that really were connecting different methylation pathways and pathways within your liver and like all these places where you could have some enzymes that are rate limiting or you know maximizing enzymes for different reactions being problematic just from genetic point of view and not doing such a good job or doing too good of a job, you know, mm-hmm. running a little faster, a little slow. So you could start really looking at these things and mapping, you know, like what you have nutrigenomically with what, you know, your your history was like, your mother's history was like, right? And what you've eaten and maybe like doing some functional labs and getting a pretty good picture of what you're good at detoxifying and what you're not good at detoxifying. And really becoming a little bit more precise and, um, you know, helping the specific nutrients to help your body be just a better detoxifier, right? And it's like just facilitating better, you know, getting rid of stuff instead of stuffing them in a little garbage bags and, you know, leaving them all over the body, right? So, and that's, that's a good (laughs) analogy. Yeah. Yeah, I always say it's like when you look at the phase liver uh, detoxification in phase one, you know, you have this garbage coming in and the body just packages up in the garbage truck, like bags and puts them outside, you know, by, by your, you know, by your. Never picks it up. Right. And then phase (laughs) two is supposed to come and pick it up. You know, Uh, where do we have a lot of problems in the phase two detoxification a lot of times, right? You know, phase Mm -hmm. one is like a lot of natural detoxes are phase one pushing that phase but then you're piling up garbage and nobody's coming to pick it up. And that garbage stinks real bad all over your body, right? So figuring yeah. that out, like like when is the garbage truck going to come? <laughs> you know? Yeah. How much do I have to pay my my garbage man to come over on Monday, you know? And then what, do, I, do I have to give him my lipidinum? Do I have to give him like what kind of specific nutrient do I have to pay him to do that? Right? I'll tip him <laughs> extra, but yeah. yeah. I have so many people that say, look, I, I drink mi- uh, milk thistle tea, right? That's enough, right? <laughs> right. And right. that's phase that's one. one. Right? Exactly. Right. It's like, like let's just uh, pull, you know, bunch of garbage by the door and nobody comes and picks it up. So so oh, looking at these things analogy. can really be helpful, right? It's like, it's, it's it can be, so that's where precision medicine and personalized approach is so useful. And instead of taking handfuls and handfuls of supplements, you can get together with somebody who really is good at it. And there is lots of good apps nowadays too, like, you know, DNA company and other places where you can get inexpensively, you know, a pretty decent advice, you know, and if you have a little bit more money, you want a little bit more personalized approach, you know, you can work with somebody like you guys or myself or like other people in the industry that can help you like hack through that. So you don't have to spend 10 years researching it yourself (laughs) and figuring Mm -hmm. it out, right? It's gotten a lot easier. 
It's gotten a lot of easier. When I was healing in my 20s, that was not available. It was just like, you just had to like listen to somebody else and just go and do it and then try to figure it out. It's like, okay, well, why did it not work for me, you know? And because there wasn't a lot, yeah, of, a lot of material available. It was not personalized. We did not have the fancy tests. We did not have, you know, the genetics. We did not have the community that was so easily to plug into, connect with and talk and try to figure it out. There was a lot of isolated, you know, little places and a lot of them didn't even talk to each other, you know? So mm -hmm. it's, it yeah. was harder, I think, to accumulate research and really like be, you know, uh, good at like just trying to pick out all the great things from all the different people and put it into a framework for that specific case, right? I think mm -hmm. we are in a much better place nowadays. We just have so many more tools, you know, like look at CGMs, you know, like eight years ago, when I started using them, like nobody was using them. It was like such a great tool because it was only available for prescription. It wasn't direct to consumer. I mean, I was in Canada and Canada was free. Like it wasn't not free, but you had to pay for it. But you didn't have to have a prescription. You could just go and buy it online and use it, right? And I started using it very early and I was just so like, just fascinated. And at that time there wasn't fancy apps. There was no nutritional levels. Um, there wasn't anybody to break down this for you. So you had to figure it out yourself. You just had the little freestyle Libre, you know, just with the numbers for you, but it's just so much easier nowadays. There's so many yeah. more resources to be healthy. You really, from one point of view, it's almost overwhelming for people. I think when they enter in, it's just so much information. I mean, like, who do I listen to? Right? Like, what am I taking this supplement? Should I take that supplement? You know, like, should I do this approach or that approach? From one point of view, from another point of view, there are just so many more resources available too. So if you're one of those people that's super anxious and overwhelmed, just finding, you know, your like qualified person that, you know, you might've got introduced to, or like your natural path or somebody who has those tools just to help you guide the process. So you start getting understanding of your body, learning about yourself is the guidance of a professional can really help you go through that forest of information and overwhelm, Right. And, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and if you have a bit yeah. more time and you buy a hardcore, you do it yourself. <laughs> you <know? laughs> right. Right. Yeah. No, it's so valuable. Um, I, I think we do really need to ask for help and have the coaching, but I'll just say like our audience, because they're biohackers, they want to mm -hmm. empower themselves so that when they go to the practitioner, they are educated and empowered to ask the right questions. I feel like that's the biggest part. So just as, to step kind of back and create a blueprint what do you think is the priority, the step-by-step -step process when we're dealing with something like detoxification issues? Would it be, of course, reduce exposure, I feel like is number one. Absolutely. Would you then look at physiology and then look at genomics? What else is important in there? And at what point do you pull in nutraceuticals? Right. I mean, I, I think uh, controlling your environment is not that hard, honestly. I mean, every house should have a filter in their water, you know, preferably whole house filter. So you're not just uh, drinking clean water, but you're also bathing in clean water, right? Yeah. So that, that is a major point. I think that gets lost a lot of times. Somebody was like, oh, I have a, you know, Berkey filter. I'm like, well, do you have one on your shower? You know, like, because you are living in Los Angeles or whatever place where you are getting chlorine and other things in your water. So like, you, I'm curious, do you have a favorite shower filter if someone can't afford whole house? Do you have a you, brand of shower you know, filter? Honestly, I mean, just even just buying a $30, you know, like shower with this KDF filter is even better than nothing. I mean, you right, can get right. fancy and have like the, the spinning on it and restructuring and vitamin C and stuff like that. I mean, like, 
First of all, just make oh, sure didn't know clean. about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. I usually recommend the Aquasana. I think it's thirty dollars on Amazon. Yeah, Aquasana is great. I mean, yeah. there's the Rain uh, Shower one. There's uh, like there's 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 lots of them on the, up on the Amazon. Anywhere you can even just go to Home Depot and get one. I mean, mm. honestly, oh, you just have oh, to remember. Yeah. To change it every, uh, you know, six months. I mean, that's the minimum, mm-hmm. right? Same mm-hmm. as filters in your house, right? So mm-hmm. the first first step for me when like looking at somebody's place is okay, water, air. You know, like you want to make sure that the air is clean as possible. If you're in the city, like having good air filters. And to me, because we have in so much mold and so much formaldehyde too. That's the other thing. Like you have moldy place and you move into a new one. Guess what? Full formaldehyde. You know, so it's like you have to have at least a year or two for it to gas out. A lot of the furniture that's coming from China is really high in from how you know, people go and buy that. A lot of materials are like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I put new wood floors in. I'm like, okay, uh, what kind of glue did you use? <laughs> you yeah, know? they look pretty, like, but... They look pretty <laughs> and they are organic. So I mean, it's like, it's, it's tough, right? So like looking at things like that, I think is important, but you can hack through that by getting really good air filter. I like the uh, um, IQR Pro because it's got the most media. It's like, it's like kilos of medias, media versus just like a little bit, you know, comparatively to other ones. They are more expensive. They run up to like $1,200, but they really freaking work. And they can filter out formaldehyde, molds, all sorts of different things. And uh, having them in your living spaces, but especially where you sleep. The mm-hmm. only thing I would just recommend, though, if you are electromagnetically sensitive, to push them as far away from your bed as possible because they do create a field. I haven't found one that did not create a field. So it has mm-hmm. to be just like, but again, if you're further away from it, you know, you don't have as much of exposure, right? So making sure it's mm-hmm. far away from your bed or your child's bed, especially like... Um, uh, molecule it's like it's a popular one that one actually has yeah. a pretty mm-hmm. big field and uh we've had some ch- children that were you know on the spectrum that were really having a hard time sleeping until we isolated to the fact that the filter was right next to their head you know so we really just had to move it away from like further corner right that being said yeah. it's still working it's still cleaning your air you know you just if you're electromagnetic sensitive you just have to be very aware of that right so it's uh, tricky air- with the more attractive air filters like molecule. It's like you can have it in the middle of your floor because it doesn't look ugly or a lot of the filters you want to hide them. So, yeah, well, and that's the thing. It's, it's like, it's like, it's still, yes, it's beautiful and things like that, but it does put out a field and some people are not that sensitive to it. And some people are really sensitive to it. You can actually run the genetics and see there's certain markers are showing that you're a little bit more electromagnetically sensitive than others. And if you already have Lyme and, you know, heavy metals and this and things like that, you, you probably have a problem with electromagnetic field so you just want to try to minimize as much as possible your exposure especially when you're sleeping right that's like a big thing because we want to regenerate when we're sleeping and that's when you want to have as little exposure to these things as possible so air Mm -hmm. water you know super important you know making sure that your house doesn't have lead pipes and copper pipes or wherever you might find there and you know or the place that you're living in checking for mold is a big one yeah, yeah. Checking for mold is a big one because it's uh, it's so prevalent right now, especially with extra rain and snow that we've been getting in certain parts of the country, right? So it's I, I've had had more clients move from their houses than ever this year mm. <laughs> to other places because it's just uh, the structures were not meant to have this much rain and and they've been not fortified for that or checked and now there is leaks and this and the other thing. There's a great company called Got Mold. I don't know if you had Jason on the podcast. I love Jason. No, yeah, but we really yet. should. It's my guy. Well. <laughs> yeah, that, that's who comes great. and checks my house. <laughs> you know? Ooh, okay. And yeah, he's he's amazing, right? So he's yeah. he's got a really inexpensive 
awesome kid to, uh, and he is a great inspector who's gotten into a place where like, Hey, I can't help everybody. And mold is terrible. And this is the things that I, I think people need to test for. And he created that whole basically test based on the fact is like, if somebody can't afford me to come out, like this is something that they're going to be able at least to tell like what's going on in their house. So I really trust him and his information and his excellent review have a podcast with him, link it to this podcast, make sure that people listen to it because it's, mm-hmm. uh, he's a uh, so much knowledge uh, on the subject. So like chicken for mold, I think is important, even though it's not heavy metals that we are talking about. What's up, biohackers? Have you been seeing red light devices everywhere and thinking, why would I need a box that shines bright red light? You may be thinking, our ancestors didn't use these fancy light boxes. And you are correct. So what has changed and why do we need them? The answer is mitochondrial dysfunction. Our modern world and lifestyles have become quite toxic. We are constantly being bombarded by environmental stressors, poor stress management, and we're being undernourished by a less nutrient-rich food supply, which is causing a breakdown of optimal mitochondrial function, which is responsible for our energy production. Some of the classic signs and symptoms of mitochondrial dysfunction, which I think a lot of us have come to believe are normal, include fatigue, poor endurance and recovery, weakened and vulnerable immune systems, digestive issues, chronic muscular and joint pain, vision problems, headaches, migraines, nausea, loss of appetite. Now, I know these sound all quite dramatic, but I think we all experience experience them on a small scale throughout our lives. These are all downstream effects of modern living. Now, the first step towards optimizing our mitochondria is to reduce exposure from these environmental stressors like commercial household and beauty products, toxic chemicals in our air and our homes, poor air quality, mold, mycotoxins, also underlying infections, and nutrient deficiencies. But once we can optimize our nutrition and exposure, it is time to turn the lights on with red light therapy. Red light therapy, also called photobiomodulation or PBM, utilizes specific wavelengths of light to affect our cellular health. As LightPath LED founder Scott Kennedy says, red light does one thing. It helps the mitochondria produce more ATP energy, and from there it creates a cascade of effects. There seem to be endless benefits that red light can bring to the human body. New studies on PBM are emerging every single day, but some of the well-known benefits include faster wound healing, better circulation, stronger vision and ocular health, improved mood and energy, optimized fertility, and definitely less pain and inflammation. Some people believe we should consider red light a nutrient, and when combined with near-infrared light, it can penetrate deep into our cells to support the nervous system, organs, muscles, skin, and so much more. There are a multitude of red light devices on the market, but we encourage looking for high-quality bulbs, efficient power output, focused beam angles, I know that's a fancy one, and specific and varied wavelength options, plus very important decreased EMF production. This is why Light Path LED is our chosen device because they check the boxes on all of these very essential variables. We cannot recommend this company more. And personally, I really don't go a single day without using my Light Path device. So if you're curious and interested and you want to check out Light Path, you can go to lightpathled.com. That's www.lightpathled.com. And you can check out their new diesel line, which is a really incredible pulsing light. Some really cool benefits there, which we've talked about on our Instagram. So head over there, check out the benefits. But you can use code biohackerbabes at checkout to save 10%. That's Light Path. LED and code biohacker babes. All right, enjoy the red light and let's get back to the show. Uh, of course, then going into just personal products too, you know, skincare, 
a lot of times we'll have, you know, metals and chemicals and things like that. Uh, personal cleaning products at the house. That's something you might want to take a look and, you know, shift out anything uh, in your food supply that might be in, in metal cases that you might want to be, have the BPA free, you know, obviously glass versus plastic. We're now kind of bleeding all into plastics, but I think it's all under the same exposure, you know, sure. place that we are talking about. Right. Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, not baking aluminum, aluminum, um, what is it called? Uh, aluminum aluminum oils oil. and things like that. Yeah. yeah. So you're just looking at you know, like your your Teflon coated, you know, um, um, bakingware. Uh, even they're, they're really popular right now, but they're air fryers. And those are like really toxic, actually. So you have to research and make sure you have a good one. So you're not oh. exposing yourself to like a, a lot of toxins from something that's very convenient and tasty, right? There are good ones. Uh, there is a couple of good ones. I can uh, send you a couple of links that I found that seems to be lower on metals for sure. Uh, I mean, those are like just like the baseline, you know, for uh, checking your uh, mattresses. Mattresses all sorts of times will have formaldehyde and other things in them. So you want to make sure that you have organic mattress, something clean. I mean, Essentia is amazing, but there's other ones that are out there. I'm sure we can send some links for people. Like if you're spending half of your life on something, make sure that that is not actually making you sick, right? So yeah. and mm-hmm. it's definitely somewhere you can pick up some of the toxic levels of exposure to formaldehyde and fire retardants and other things. So those are just the baselines of just controlling your immediate environment. But then also, oh yeah, you know, which one is very actually interesting because I mean, it's part of my culture, taking your shoes off when you come in from the door and from the house, right? Into the house. So it's like, we don't do that. Like this is, we've been trained by the grandmothers, take your shoes at the door, <laughs> put your, your inside house shoes, right? Because you're tracking a lot of that stuff in, especially if you have small children that are crawling all over the floor, you want to minimize that if you live in a city, especially, right? Because you will be bringing things on your feet into your house, right? So just having that simple rule can be um, actually fairly helpful. Um, and then what if you live more in nature or the suburbs where there's less exposure? It, there's less exposure, of, of course. There's way less exposure. You still will pick stuff up, like if you step off on a, let's say, a gas station. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Okay. It's totally great to be outside on your, you know, bare feet and in, in, in nature and your beautiful yard that I'm seeing, right? Uh, it's a different thing if you're like out and about in, you know, cities and uh, populated areas, you could be bringing some things on your feet into your house. Yeah, I have a, I have a strict no shoe policy when I'm in New York. Here, definitely more lax. <laughs> uh, well, you know, uh, it just depends. Again, you're so healthy, you're controlling other things. You, you can't be fanatical. That's too. I mean, you have to find a middle point. Yeah, middle point of like how you're going to manage that. You manage things you can and you just, you know, you just do a better detoxifying job with other things. And then of mm-hmm. course, food supply, right? So making sure you're not eating um, fish that is um, in heavy and high uh, and heavy metals, right? Heavy, high and heavy metals. We can link, you know, an article to clean fish and something that is more toxic. So it's just like really paying attention to where you're getting your fish specifically from there was a huge concern after fukushima and yeah side note i was in fukushima after it blew up because i came on a research project and worked there post fukushima trying to understand like where we at with uh nuclear fallout because you couldn't really get good information if anything i've learned from you know studying how chernobyl went down and, and the information block out and how much more secondary exposure to radi- radiative particles because 
the Chernobyl blew up, but it was years and years and years of radioactive particles coming down through the rain and into the soil and going to the food supply and affecting, you know, secondary, basically radiation effects, uh, cardiovascular function specifically and um, muscle formation, kids. There's a lot of information that was just put down and put away and there was you know, trying not to scare people or like, you know, just not tell the world how bad it is actually. So I went to Fukushima after it happened and uh, was invited to be part of a project and got to experience hands-on and, you know, had some really interesting experiences. It's a whole other story. But um, looking at that, like, what were the levels in the water, in, in the, uh, in the uh, soil? I mean, they did a much better job at controlling food stuff that Russia ever did. There was way less contaminated food. And uh, so there was a huge concern on how uh, radioactive the fish is, uh, like that's coming from downstream from some of the uh, pollution that is still coming out from Fukushima. I mean, it's still happening. Mm. But but the thing is, a lot of radiation happens all the time. There's, if you're following nuclear uh, industry or nuclear whistleblowers, there is spills that happen all the time. There's things that are happening that are just not being publicized and even small amounts of it can really affect somebody. It just takes a couple of hot particles to really make a mess in your body. Or it can be ongoing low-level exposure that can create maybe hermesis in some people and really chronic issues in other people, right? That's going back to that question, where's the uranium came from in my hair, you know? It's like, yeah, well, I had that might- too. Exactly. So you yeah. might just have been, uh, and, uh, and we had a really expensive Geiger counter that was actually, it's beyond the Geiger counter that could measure particles, specific particles in the atmosphere. Like that was saying like exactly what you have when it would go off. I was uh, friends with an incredible scientist who passed away, Patrick Flanagan, who had one of those. And we've had a lot of you know times where there was particles present in the air and there was no like so quote-unquote exposure or like explosion but then later on down the stream you hear it was like oh something happened here or something happened there and there's lots of nuclear sites where storage is happening of old reactors and and fuel that is leaking there's a whole situation in california that's happening right in san Francisco, and there's other like spills that happen at um, um Places where uranium is being mined, if you have it in your hair, it's probably because of what's happening in the Navajo, on the reservation, and the uranium that's being mined in the the reservation, because sometimes the air can pick up some, not air, wind can pick up some of these particles and carry them over. And again, it's just, it's just, you just happen to be in a place at the time and your body absorbed it and you had to put it away somewhere, right? So you find it in a survival mechanism. So it happens yeah. all the time. It actually Everywhere. happens way more than we you know, think of, right? But going back to the fish, I have tested fish a lot. I mean, I have not seen reactive fish yet, you know, and seaweed. Mm-hmm. Like, unless a lot of the Korean ones were kind of weird, so I kind of stay away from that. But I have not seen it in, you know, like the wild salmon and, and some of the fish that are coming from the Pacific. I have not seen it. But that being said, That's it good. takes just one yeah. fish randomly to, let's say, you know, like take in and incorporate some of the radioactive particles inside of their body, right? And then you eating it and then goes into your body. It could happen. You know, anything can happen, right? We just right. don't know what the percentage is. We just, yeah. I just have not seen it on a mass level being like radioactive. That being said, there could be some, right? Right. So, so um, is there something that we can take? Like would spirulina yeah. or modified citrus so, pectin help? 
if uh, yes yes absolutely so there's a lot of the binders that we um you know use for heavy metals and for you know taking care of mold and things like that that can be super helpful for uh, radioactive particles or for heavy metals in general uh apple pectin was something i really loved and taken for a long time it's pretty safe it's tasty uh, i have taken the pharmaceutical version of it um, it's harder to find but still even just normal apple pectin can be working like a sponge. And is that, um, is that the same as modified citrus pectin? It's are they different. different? Modified citrus pectin uh, goes more deeper through the body. It doesn't stay so much in the intestinal tract. The, um, uh, the apple pectin will be better if you're concerned that you're consuming contaminated food, right? It's okay. like it will take it work like a sponge in your gastrointestinal tract. It's actually going to be also helpful with insulin and glucose, uh, cholesterol, all sorts of things, right? Because it works in all of them, absorbs all of them and excores them out. Um, you know, things like, like you mentioned, spironium and chlorella also been quite known and been used in the uh, um, Soviet Union and, you know, in other places as well to help detoxify and rebuild. I, I like that it has both factors. It's not just detoxifying. It can help you rebuild your uh, DNA as well. Zeolite was also popular. You know, it has been used. I find um, it's not as effective by itself. Like you have to combine it with chlorella, spirulina and other factors to get a better detoxification factor. Cellcore um, company that does an incredible job. I love all their products. And, you know, they created a few binders that are specific to high metals and radiation. And I find they did a pretty good job because they're more selective. Like, let's say if you take charcoal or bentonite, it will absorb everything, right? So you, you will lose some of the minerals as well. So you have to make sure that you're remineralizing at the same time, right? Mm -hmm. The, uh, um, the binders that Cellcore created, I think is a little bit more selective. And I have not seen as much a drainage on just your natural mineral reserves when you're taking them. So right. I, I like those as well. I mean, there's lots of different ones around, but modified citrus pectin is also a really good one for heavy metals and for radioactive particles, but more for heavy metals, I would say. Uh, mm -hmm. I've seen better results with that than uh, radioactive particles and uh, detoxifying in the smaller, right? So it's not like the apple pectin. So it's, that's why it's called modified. So it goes through the intestinal tract and can pull from other parts of your body, basically. So it's a, it's a little bit more of a systemic cleanse, you know, if you're going to use that. And uh, binders are really great for things like that. But then you have to also think about repairing, right? So remineralizing, repairing. If you have been exposed to radiation, you have to repair DNA. You have to repair the mitochondria, you know, like that's one of the reasons why I've taken massive amounts of enzymes because a lot of antioxidant systems in your body are enzymatic in nature. And um, when I met Dr. Michael O'Brien, he told me, and I was like, well, you're completely stripped of enzymes. You know, you need to rebuild your enzymatic bank account and, you know, like don't strain it by eating too many cooked foods. That was his, mm. you know, uh, interpretation of that. It did help actually. And I did take like 120 enzymes for like probably four months, you know, every day. Um, well, that was precursor to mass dimes and then mass dimes. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I've heard Wade taking like a full bottle in yeah, one day. Have, He's like, nothing we, happened. Yeah, <laughs> nothing we bad have happened. all taken them. We have all taken them, you know, massive amounts. And it was helpful. It did, you know, help me regenerate. And it did help. Mm. It, it was helpful in combination with other things that I was doing, of course. So um, repairing the DNA and repairing your mitochondria is, I think it's super important, you know, like um, making sure that you have antioxidant systems that are working, you know, working with your 
um, methylation pathways, just like we talked about, phase one and phase two detoxification, uh, detoxification in the gut. I mean, without the gut, we like there is no conversation. I mean, you have to take care of the gut. And I'm sure you've had millions of podcasts here on the importance of taking care of your gut first, right? You need that to be able to mm-hmm. export anything out of your body, right? Because otherwise it's going to end up right back in there, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're like, go, we're fighting uranium, but your gut is a mess. Like, good luck. Good luck with that yeah. one. Yeah, you need to get your gut, you know, your leaky gut, your gut down, you know, making sure that your bowels are moving. Uh, super important to open all the detoxification pathways, right? Yeah. The skin is our massive organ for detoxification. Lots of saunas, lots of coffee. Anyways, if you've mm. been in this, if you've been in this industry and fighting mold and heavy metals and things like that, I'm sure you have done these. But it's just being consistent and consistently doing them. And even if you stopped your detoxification program, let's say you're like at, at homeostasis, like I was. I mean, you still have to maintain your detoxification mm. pathways being open and continue that whole conversation about being a better detoxifier, you know, like it doesn't stop like the onslaught of heavy metals and other pollutants, they're just going to continue. Right. So having, for me, having like an infrared or traditional sauna in your house, is like one of the top things to have, you know, after the air filter and water filter, right. Because it is a tool for detoxifying. You have to sweat, you have to get it out, sweat and bind, like we say, right. Sweat and bind. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So the binder and then you sweat, you know, and there's so many really convenient ways to have it nowadays. I mean, look at the sauna blankets. I'm like, heck, that was not available before, right. It's $500. You can roll it up. You don't have to have space in your apartment and it does work. You know, like I've seen it work. It's like, if you're wondering if it works, it works. You yeah. know, you will <laughs> detoxify, you will sweat. And it is very useful tool. I mean, uh, if you have space and can create, you know, like uh, put a nice sauna, whether it's outdoor traditional one or infrared one, it's like everybody fights. I was like near infrared, infrared. I'm like freaking sweat, you know, right. sweat right. somehow, you know, as long yeah. as it's like low, ha- low uh, EMF, because you don't want to be laying in a bag full of EMFs, right? Mm-hmm. You're good, right. right? So like, it doesn't matter if you're going to do the near infrared or, I mean, I've had them all. I mean, it's just sweat. It's important, right? We need to have those detoxification pathways open. You know, you need to have your bowel movements moving. You need to have bile moving. That's where coffee animals come in or, you know, specific things that help you uh, move your bile because the body really will hold on to that bile and won't get rid of it and will recycle it even though it's full of, you know, stuff that you don't want, especially heavy metals. Then that's where the things like coffee animals can come in and can be very useful. Of course, you need to consult with your practitioner, make sure that it's right for you. There's situations where it's not, but it's a, an amazing tool. And I, I remember it took me a couple of years to actually do one because there was this whole like, you know, oh my God, like, how am I going to do it? I'm going to make a mess. I don't want an eel factor, right? Like I had the bucket sitting on my, you know, in my bathroom for like a couple of years and I was going out and doing colonics and not getting what I want because colonics were not doing what coffee animals are doing. And then finally doing one, I was like, oh, it's a piece of cake. There's nothing to it. You don't need to go anywhere. It's low cost. The only cost is your time. Really. Very cheap. Yeah. An yeah. amazing tool, amazing tool for detoxification, you know, can be very useful in so many different ways. 
you know, skin brushing, right? A really underrated tool, you know, like like waking up and having a uh, some kind of routine. It's all about routines at the end of the day. What are you prioritizing? What are you giving your attention to? People are like, how are you doing all of this? I'm like, it's priorities. I know that's without this, I'm not going to be here to see my son grow up, right? And I want to be, I want to be completely fully capable and have my brain and my ability and my immunity. So I'm going to have to take care of the body that I live in. You only have mm -hmm. one and it's the only house you ever will live in. So like, what do you do to take care of it? How do you take out the garbage? How do you clean out and do you clean out once every five years? So do it, do it daily. So it doesn't pile up. Right. So skin brushing, you know, lymphatic move, like lymphatic, um, 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 what is it called? Um, massages that you can do yourself. Mm -hmm. This is a really great account. I don't know if you guys follow it. It's uh, doc.talks.detox. Mm -hmm. uh, Dr. Mm -hmm. Kidding. Yeah, she's she, tons of information on how to open your lymph. I mean, everything there, tons of videos. You don't have to even buy anything, you know, and it's very important information on how to do these things properly. You know, having a vibration plate, you know, vibration plates are, there's lots of expensive ones. At the end of the day, I found out after doing all the research, you really don't need to have like a super expensive power plate. You can do a $150 one from Life Pro and be a happy camper. It will still move your lymph. It's safe. It doesn't cost a lot. So my routine, I wake up, I get on my vibration plate. I skin brush while on it. I do my little, you know, aerobic uh, coconut oil pooling, and then I start gua sha It's all 15 minutes. You pack it all in while the red light is on. I'm naked. Yeah, stack it up, right? It's very yeah. easy, actually. 15, 20 minutes and you feel really good after. Like you're mm -hmm. ready to go. Your skin is glowing. Your you know, body is moving. You're, you know, like your fluids are moving. You don't have edema. You know, like you feel better, you know, right away, very instantly. It's a very easy hack to feel better right away. Glass of water, you're good to go. You know, that's way better than drinking, you know, cup of coffee right when you wake up, you know, to, to wake your cells up. Right? You're shaking every cell. Or if you have a rebounder, jump in a rebounder, right? Looking in the sunrise. So, so all tools that are available is just how we are prioritizing them and how we're making it into routine, right? Mm -hmm. And being a mom, a lot of moms are like, well, I don't have time for it. I'm like, wake up earlier, go to bed earlier. I mean, that's how you do it if you're a mom. There yeah. is no time. Take 10 minutes. What are you going to do at 9 or 10 o'clock at night? You're going to watch TikTok videos, you know, like you're going to mm -hmm. eat some snacks out of the fridge, you know, like granted, exactly. sometimes that's the only time to connect with your partner. I mean, I do understand that, you know, but it still can be worked around. I mean, like, I wake up super early before everybody else. So, mm -hmm. you know, I can leverage that time to just do half an hour of like critical things that will move my lymph and keep my you know, pathways open and and that also will make me look beautiful. <laughs> yes, <laughs> no, yes, yes. Washing, kappa, you know, all of these things. It's not just helping you uh, feel better. It actually gives you that glow, you know, and helps you like have defined, you know, chicks and, you know, like better neck and like, well, how mm -hmm. do you not get the double chin? I'm like, well, that's how, you know, you do the gua sha <laughs> and use Yangu's products <laughs> while you're at it. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, oh my gosh, but, so... Katrine, you've given our audience just the longest list of very <laughs> easy, 
easy, actionable items. We love this. We are up against the end of our time, but we wanted to at least do a brief introduction on NAD because you have some expertise in this area. Huh. Uh, I, I think we just have to bring you back on, but I would like for before you leave to at least introduce it to our audience as kind of an up level. This is not something you're going to do in front of your red light in the morning, five minutes. Definitely, with your definitely not. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but what do they need to know? Yeah, what we need to know, like, first of all, um, foundation is the key, everything that we've talked about, you know, like getting outside, getting moving, watching your blood sugar, like everything you guys talk about, you know, hydrating, keeping your lymphatic system fluid and open. That's the baseline. Everybody has to do it. If you want to take it up a notch, if you're over a certain age, <laughs> 35 and up, and you want a little bit more energy, that's when things kind of start shifting, or you have uh, specific issues that you're working with that might have drained your reserves, especially, you know, maybe have affected your mitochondria. That's when you start looking at like some of the really incredible regenerative tools that we have available today. I mean, we have things like, you know, IV therapy that can include anything from stem cells to ozone to, you know, NAD. I love NAD. It's something that went for me from being like, I used to poo-poo it for years because I was reading the research uh, that was mostly for oral um, administration of precursors and kind of was like, eh, I don't think the NADIV works. And I've had sporadic experiences with it over the years. I also had a really bad experience before it was available in the US. I, I did that, you know, in another country <laughs> and I had no business of doing it. I was doing basically a uh, addiction protocol, for but I did it for detoxification, literally got wheeled out on a wheelchair because it was just too much for my system. It was also like wrong pH. There was a lot of things wrong at that time that, you know, like not an issue nowadays. But then after, you know, uh, COVID happened and I had it and I had really bad, you know, long haul afterwards, um, I got introduced to a different protocol where NADIV uh, was done for five days in a row with very specific dosages. And uh, it was produced by, uh, it was made by Dr. Conover, Conover Wellness. You can check him out. There's lots of different podcasts on him. And he's been doing it in a clinical setting for quite a long time for high performers. And that's something that majorly shift, changed my life. By day three of the program, I didn't just feel better with my COVID symptoms that I've had, you know, for like half a year after that, they were mostly neurological. I literally did not remember last time I felt this great. And last time I've had my brain working as well. Literally went from being brain dead to like full capacity, like limitless, you know. And then yeah. we added the nootropics from uh, from bio optimizers from Nootopia. Nootopia. I really felt like I was limitless. I don't know how many companies I started after that and things. It was just like you know the combination of those two really fired up my brain and energy. And uh, it's it's now a tool to uh, like be able to maintain really high performance state. Uh, I don't recommend people overdoing it. There is something like that as well. You, you want to make sure that you're working with a qualified practitioner and somebody that can really understand when to do it, how to do it, you know, how many times and how many times to come back. Because everybody asks me like, okay, how long does it last, this feeling of feeling limitless and having all the energy? I'm like, well, it depends on like your bucket, how how empty your bucket is of any day. I always say you have a bucket, you're like, mm -hmm. you were given it at birth, you know, it could be very small. It could be very big. You could have like put a lot of dirty water in there, you know, a lot of mitochondria that got damaged. Right. And you have to pour it out and refill it with clean. That's what these protocols do when you're doing the IV therapy. 
And afterwards, when your bucket is nice and clean and, you know, full of energy, like how fast are you going to spill it out? I mean, like, are you a high performer? Are you traveling all over the place? Are you flying everywhere? Are you not sleeping, not taking care of yourself? Or maybe you're training for a marathon, right? Maybe you're an athlete. So it's all will be then connected to like how much you're using this NAD basically in your specific genetics and your specific lifestyle of how like often you might need to come back and do it with, you know, provider of your choice. And you can layer all sorts of other things with it. You know, you can use ozone. Um, we just started using V cells, which are incredible. Um, I don't know if you guys delve into it. And uh, it's a whole other conversation on that. Yeah. They're very small embryonic like cells, which are basically stem cells inside of your blood uh, that are dormant and need to be extracted and activated and it's your own it's autologous right so it's your own blood so it's very safe that can be then iv back for anti-aging purposes and guided to an organ of your choice i mean like how fantastic is that i mean this is like you know star trek type of stuff and i think (laughs) we will need this type of um, things to to thrive you know, in the in conditions that we have created and conditions that we are going into just because, you know, that's where the galaxy is going, right? Yeah. Things we can't control. It's going to be a combination of the technology and, uh, you know, like these incredible regenerative practices, you know, things like peptides and bioregulars. I mean, we've been using peptides and bioregulars in Russia for many years. It's something I've been doing personally for a long time, especially the bioregulars. So it's really nice to see them being more accepted and more um, medical practitioners wanting to learn. There's more pharmacies that are providing really good sources. Uh, There's more education around that. So it's it's a really fantastic way to regenerate, you know, either parts of the body or, you know, like your, your full physiology. And we'll need it, especially if we want to live better as we're living longer. Because just because we're living longer, it doesn't mean we're going to live better. We need to mm-hmm. be able to be fully mobile. And that's a whole other conversation. I know Lauren is in, into mobility like I am. Yes, my animal flow, animal flow, girl. Animal flow, yoga. Yeah. So, you know, so that's that's important too, you know, like to maintain your joints and things like that. But we do have access to some incredible regenerative therapies. But that being said, those things are amazing. But if you're not doing the basics, you're not doing yourself any favors, going for the shiny candy and all the cool stuff, right? The biohacking mm-hmm. stuff, you need to do the foundation. And that's the most important thing that you might want to take away from this conversation. Foundation is everything. Routine is everything. What you pay attention to, what you create every day, day in and day out in your, you know, just routines, that's what's going to take you into your years, feeling well, having your brain, being able to pick up your grandkids, you know, and uh, being fully mobile and being able to have conversations with your loved ones and not forget your name, you know? Yeah. So (laughs) that's the goal. That's the goal. That's the goal. And I'll, yeah. I'll leave it at that because it's we can go in a lot of conversation about regenerative medicine, but I think yeah. I eight more hours. <laughs> convey <laughs> that it wasn't the regenerative medicine that got me where I am. Yes, it was part of it. It was doing the foundation, it was really working with detoxification pathways. It's really addressing your lifestyle and your belief systems, which we didn't get into as well. You have to work with your mind. You have to work with your emotions. You have to address your trauma. You cannot heal without doing all of it, unfortunately. It's like mm-hmm. we all work as this cohesive, you know, beings on all the different levels. So yeah, that's yeah. all I have to say mm-hmm. today. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you for mm-hmm. sharing everything. I think we definitely have to have you back on the podcast, maybe three or four more times. There's so much more <laughs> to talk about. But if you can Recurring make character. Our- yeah. <laughs> Recurring character. <laughs> yeah. 
Just be another biohacker, babe. You're now the trio. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but I think if we can just leave our audience with one final piece of advice, something that you would recommend they start doing today, mm. what would the number one thing be? Uh, for me, it's really following circadian living, you know, waking up with the sun, looking at the sun, you know, looking at the sun before it goes down, exposing your skin to vitamin D midday, you know, even for 10 minutes, right? And working with your food around that too, like not eating past dark, right? Really following those cycles, it's evolutions, evolution years and years, I mean, millennia of evolution that's been programmed into us. And it's one of the best tools that can work for us. We just have to leverage it. I love that. It's so simple. It's something we can all do so every simple. day immediately. So I mm-hmm. love that. Yes. Thank you. Katrine, thank you so much. Tell our audience where they can find more of you. I know you're not super into social media because you kind of feed through educating your clients, but tell us where people can find you. Well, I am sporadically on Instagram, (laughs) very sporadically. A lot of times when I'm traveling, because when I'm day-to-day living, I mean, there's not a lot of time for me to be by choice online, you know, it's just like, that's not where I thrive. I am, you know, part of Bio-Optimizers. There's some videos that are on YouTube channel with some recipes and things like that. There's some podcasts that are available on that. We have some books at Bio-Optimizers that I have written and recipe books as well. That's probably the easiest way to connect. If you want to connect directly, that would be probably through Instagram. You know, otherwise I have a website that has nothing on it. <laughs> okay. Also by choice. <laughs> but Great. that's yeah, that's the only way to connect. So or far. potentially to come to Sedona to see you in oh, person. Yeah. That's possible mm-hmm. too, or at one of the events that we all go to and have really great fun at, right? All the biohacking events that happen, right? And we yes. usually, if there is a bio-optimizer's boost, most likely I'm there, you know. Um, otherwise, you know. A lot of times where you guys are, I'm there too, you know? Yes. More motivation for our audience to come join us. And if you are so lucky, maybe you'll get slipped a little non-toxic chocolate. Oh yeah. We haven't even talked about that. (laughs) We didn't even talk about that. We need to pin it for next time. I'm just going to drip them, you know, just tease the audience. Katrine has made this amazing chocolate, (laughs) no metals, toxin free chocolate. And she's my little like chocolate drug dealer. The conferences, I always get a nice Mm -hmm. um, little shiny bag. But yeah, I will just (laughs) leave the audience with chocolate can potentially be pretty harmful. So something, another thing we want to look at as far as exposure, but Mm -hmm. we'll pin it for next time. Next time. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. This is just (laughs) such a pleasure. And we're so glad we finally got in and had you. Yay. (laughs) All right. And thanks to everyone for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Love this episode of the Biohacker Babes podcast? Head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We truly appreciate your support. Until then, happy biohacking. This podcast offers health, fitness, and nutritional information and is designed for educational purposes only. You should not rely on this information as a substitute for, nor does it replace professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have any concerns or questions about your health, you should always consult with a physician or other healthcare professional.